Hello and welcome along to the 98 Not Out podcast. Uh, remember to give us a subscribe, follow us, tell your friends. And if you're feeling really cheery, give us a five-star review on Google. Today, I'm joined by Richard Clark, the grumbler. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Richard, welcome back. You're becoming quite a regular on uh, on this programme. Uh, always good to see you and always uh, good to hear your thoughts. Um, how are you keeping as the curtain starts to fall on the English cricket season? Yeah, um, I'm all right. I mean, I, I I haven't been able to get to the last Essex game, which is something I nearly always try and do. I try and be there for the last moment of the season and through various um, things about life. <laughs> life stopped me getting to the cricket. So I was a little bit upset, but also there was the possibility of me uh, going on Wednesday afternoon, but the day, game didn't really get to Wednesday afternoon. So it barely yeah. got to, yeah, yeah. Um, any thoughts? Uh, on, on, there's a lot of social media activity about what went on. Um, but I mean, just to surmise, um, Essex managed to lose by 58 runs, uh, when really, um, that shouldn't have happened, and particularly within four stroke five sessions. Yeah, I mean, the, the Essex pitch has been something that's been talked about for a long time. I've always been in defense of it. Um, I was very disappointed with James Vince and Hampshire, the way that they um, responded to a defeat when they nearly chased down over 300 on what day three, I think it was. Um, and yeah, that was, um, that, uh, that was a pitch that turned early, um, but it actually got better. Uh, another game that Essex got stick for was the last game of last season, um, Northamptonshire, which ended, I think it was the shortest ever county championship game I think it was like half an hour three quarters of an hour into day two that it was over oh. but the reason that that was that was so short was because North Ants were awful that day I mean really didn't seem to care whatsoever so I mean defense of, of the pitch to a certain extent given that what's happened over the last few seasons well no actually I mean in, the, in, in defense of the pitch to a great extent because what happened over the last three or four seasons is Essex have tended to, to win games on day three, having had um, uh, 250 plays, 200 in the first innings. And the difference normally there was Alistair Cook uh, <laughs> because we normally had some sort of lead. And it's led to fantastic games of cricket, really excellent games of cricket because what we've had this season detrimentally is often 450 playing 500 or 600 playing 600. And that's appalling stuff. This was different because um, both sides rolled out for just over 100 and then both sides rolled out for under 100 in the second innings. You know, it, it didn't improve. I thought it might improve. Um, but uh, there was lateral movement the whole time. Um, you know, everyone talks about Essex being a spinning wicket and they... They, it, 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 people criticise it because it's 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 made for harmer. It's made for harmer. Well, only seven wickets went for went to spin the whole time, so it wasn't about that. It was about seamers, and their seamers outbowled our seamers. And if you look what's happened over the season at Essex, and as I say, I'm not going to defend this pitch, but I will defend other ones. What's happened with the pitch at Essex is it's worked against Essex. There's been far too many draws. Um, even a game that, that 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 you hoped would have a conclusion, Essex could win the Somerset game, 
um, ended up being a board draw because that was 400 versus 500. And of our six wins, we've only won two at home, albeit Harmer inspired, but two at home and four away. So that pitch is not working for us at the moment. Generally, I'll defend it, apart from it being too much of a batsman's, batsman's paradise. And, to, and for this game, where we clearly got it wrong. What do you think about, uh, I mean, Harmer's been fantastic in an Essex shirt for certainly the last five years or so, I think he's been at uh, the county ground. But when he turned out for South Africa a couple of weeks ago, um, didn't seem to be able to perform. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I was somewhat surprised and it seemed to be the big acid test. You know, was he the best spinner in the world? Well, Essex fans would, would be saying he was. And certainly... One of the stats that I put up to defend the Essex pitch, for example, was the fact that um, other spinners came and used the same surface and didn't get the same sort of wicket. So he clearly got more out of that pitch than anyone else. And I think there was um, uh, only Liam Dawson in the... Well, the Liam Dawson and then um, the North Ant spinner both got fifers in in games this year but before that no opposition fifer no opposition spinner had got a fifer since Harmer had joined the club at Chelmsford um which showed he got more out of it it didn't happen for him um in the tests don't think we've got the greatest sample size to talk about yeah, yeah. research yeah. there he didn't play a lot of games he only played the only played the one test right i think he was yeah, he did, yeah 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 the next two but certainly it's seen as a Bit of a bit of a disappointment, a bit of a surprise. Um, and it'd be interesting to see the way he tries to reinvent himself because we're coming into the position now where um, Essex, even though he got five uh, away at Lancashire to, to win us that game, some of the other victories away from home have been about seam bowling because pitches are created to negate him by opposition. Teams. I think Warwick should have done that two years in a row. I think Knotts have done it um, a couple of years ago as well. So, he, you know, cricket is one of these great games where players have to adapt, people have to adapt to rule changes, but ball is on top and then bat is on top and then ball is on top. Harmer's in that situation where he's got his ch to change his game to excel. But I back him to do it. Yeah, I do as well. I, I think, you know, he's. it's not like this has been the, the one or two performances in Essex show. I mean, he's been very, very, very consistent over all the time he's been at the club. So I, I think he can he can hold his head high there. Um, one of the things I thought from just watching events unfold uh, over the last day or two is the games like this fall into the detractors of county cricket. I don't want to get involved in a debate about the tournament that shall not be named. We've done plenty of that. <laughs> um, but just sort of looking at the existential crisis that county cricket faces. Uh, and I think as, as part of Andrew Strauss's high performance review, was there, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was there a suggestion of four-day tests um, alongside three-day county championship games? I don't think in what's been actually put out, I think some of the earlier stories, there was all sorts of weird and wonderful ideas, which presumably because it's been very leaky, the um, Andrew Strauss High Performance Review, which does sound like a 70s prog rock band, but there we go. Um, the, they, it's been very, lots of ideas have been put forward. 
I think that was one that was um, discussed, not just in that context. I think it's been discussed by other people. I mean, there, there, there's, there's been talk about for four-day tests. There's been talk about three-day championship games, extend the amount of overs per day. So the amount of overs, um, you'll, you'll have less overs than the five-day test or the four-day championship game, but you won't be losing a full day. And also you nail people down to over rates because I think um, that's, a, that, that's something that needs to be sorted out. You see, I'm, I'm open to all the ideas. Um, I'm not necessarily against three-day championship games. Um, if, if you went to maybe 105 overs a day, 110 overs a day, I don't know if that's feasible or not in terms of, uh, uh, of the workload. But I also think that the old, while three-day championship games could be a bit ridiculous with the buffet bowling and stuff, it did force captains to be that little bit more innovative and it did create fantastic finishes. And you see, you know, I'm not a big fan of the three conference system, but one thing it did do with the fight, with the, with the leading conference at the end, it made for a thrilling conclusion. And one thing that is talked about with the county championship is not enough about the product itself. All they, everything in the high performance review that I've seen has been mostly about feeding the England team, not about creating a better product for everybody. You know, if we're talking about two feeder divisions into a premier league, okay, well, as we've seen with the three conferences, the lower elements of those conferences don't have anything to play for for much of the season. And it's mm. boring and it's dull. That's why I tend to favour two divisions. But, you know, unless, in my opinion, we have a county championship that is seen as viable and valuable in its own right, then I think we're sunk because otherwise we're just it's just a training competition for the test team, right? Yeah. Do we sort of take the conclusion from what we've seen over the last few years across all formats of the game is that what attracts people in um, is exciting cricket where results are on the cards, um, draws, you know, the whole thing of, of playing a technical game and playing for a draw. And in the county championship, I still think where teams are rewarded too highly for getting a draw. Um, if we're trying to push cricket as a product into the next decade um making it exciting should be top of the list do, do, do you agree with that or do you think it needs to stay traditionalist and technical and all about head over the ball and forward defensive and that kind of stuff or where do you I, stand i look i look at the i mean this is another way that that county cricket is twisted in all different types of directions and because we don't have clear priorities about what we want from it. When they, when it was about, okay, um, and it's also very short-termist, so you had the problem with English batsmen couldn't bat time. Okay, so we go to, so where do we find English players? Okay, we find them in the championship. What do you want them to do? Bat time. Okay, we want flatter pitches and we want um, in, uh, more incentive for draws. So draws go up to eight points. And you just got dull cricket. You got a lot of dull cricket. For me, this is why I'm open to uh, three days of 110 overs or 105 overs or whatever was possible. 
because if you look at American sport, you know I'm, I'm I've got quite a bit of experience in American sport. Yeah. You look you look at NFL. They are always and and the NBA. They are always tweaking the rules to make the game more exciting. So you look at NFL games, and there are so many levers that a quarterback and a coach can pull to create that final moment where the ball where the game is all on the last pass. There's a hail mary, or they've got to get in field goal range, or whatever. And this is the most popular sport in the world. And you look at NBA, they've got a shot clock. You know, you've got, what is it, 24 seconds? And you have to shoot or hit the rim in 24 seconds. Otherwise, it goes to the opposition. So it's forcing you to be offensive and make, um, make, uh, make the game, you know. And, you know, that, that's why the, I think it's, it's happened on a few occasions where teams haven't gone for it in the last... Uh, in the championship game, you know, the, the the last day, and teams haven't gone for it, and they've sat on 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 draws when they could have gone for victory, and that's the most stale and horrible thing. I love to see a team go for it. I'm always looking at the scores on the fourth day, thinking, oh, that's going to be a tight one. That's going to be a close one. And what happened with the Essex Yorkshire game a couple of weeks ago, where it went down to the last over, and so many people were watching. Mm. In a game that didn't really matter that much, Yorkshire pretty much will stay up, and Essex were always going to stay up. But, but because it had an exciting con- conclusion, and you know we've got a narrative and we know know the stories, um, it 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 attracted attention. It attracted attention. And you've seen Basball. I mean, Basball, which you know teams, which is basically just England going for it. Just yeah. England going for it. That's all it is. They're going for it at, at any point. They're going to go for it and back themselves to do it. And it's great. And, you know, you knew there'd be a um, uh, a load of navel-gazing and a lot of um, doubt when we lost one, because that's the English way, right? We're yeah. going to criticise ourselves for doing it. Da- Basball is very anti, anti-English anti way of doing things, right? We're going to undermine ourselves and not be o- offensive. Um, but if you look at, if you look at in- England in terms of cricket and rugby and football, we're massive underachievers in in. in in comparison to the amount of resources we put into it and how important it is in the country to have only won the World Cup once in each of those, cricket, football and rugby, for me, says we're not that great. You compare it in terms of size of population to Australia and and, and, and resources, we should be outperforming them. We're not because we're too reticent and we're not uh, focused enough on trying to win and, 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 and our attitude, perhaps we're too polite, you know. Who knows? <laughs> cer- certainly, you look at the, the amount of you look at the amount of resources, and we underperform. We underperform. Yeah, I've always said that about the West Indies, for example. Over the last 80, 90 years, um, very, very under-resourced population-wise, it's tiny. Um, but you just look at the island of Barbados, just to pick one example, uh, and the amount of high-quality world-class cricketers with bat and ball that have, that have come out of a, the tiny island of Barbados, um, where there is no structure, there is no real performance. Even today, you know, you play club cricket and then you get launched into the West Indies side. There's there's no sort of structured ladder or pathway that we might see elsewhere. Yeah, you look at the Dutch at football, you know, you look at Britain at tennis in comparison to virtually yeah. any country in the world <laughs> until Andy Murray came along. Even the Dutch were getting players in the Wimbledon final and we weren't. Yeah. And, and only in the Andy Murray 
uh, realm has that really changed? I mean, Tim Henman got to semifinals, but Andy Murray got to finals, right? And he actually existed outside the British system because he kind of opted out and went to Spain, right? So there is, there is something about the British psyche, the English psyche, perhaps, that says that 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 isn't focused on victory enough. That perhaps we're bound by certain. Um, views of ourselves, cultural norms, our sociology, our psychology. You know, I've, st- I got a, I've got an MA in the sociology of sport, so I studied this sort of sort of nonsense. <laughs> well, I can bore a pub for a long time about, about this, but I'm interested in it. But you've got to say the English love sport, they support sport, they pay for sport, but relative to the resources, we ain't that good. Yeah, but don't you think, you know, sort of expanding on your psyche theme, that across British sport, there is nothing we love better than a plucky loser. And that's Can't part of handle. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the example, I someone uh, was writing about, you remember the Jack Leach, not, uh, sorry, one not out. Yeah. You know, and there's so many, I've seen t-shirts of the wagon wheel of, of, of mm. his run scoring, you know, it's got one line on it. And someone was saying, Australia would never celebrate that. Australian no. culture wouldn't celebrate that. They'd celebrate Ben Stokes, but they wouldn't celebrate Jack Leach. Whereas for us, Jack Leach is is not not as big a story as Ben Stokes, but he has a huge part in that story for his plucky, not very good batsman who stuck it out and got one. You know, we like that story, and perhaps it's something about us that that we like that. But but you know, I I hate to generalize about countries because I think it's hard, but and it's it's always lava to be wrong but i did think that was true australia wouldn't celebrate him and we did yeah that's right just going back to uh, what you were saying about um, parallels with american sport and, and in terms of branding uh i've always thought that cricket had a fairly neat parallel with baseball in terms of slow and old <laughs> well yeah but but baseball i mean i've spent a lot of time down the years in america and been to a lot of I've always enjoyed going to baseball games because I'd like to think I've got more of a an understanding of it, and uh, the length of it was was enough for you to sort of learn and under, appreciate what was going on. Um, and it's wildly popular. Uh, you know, I, I think sport in America, as you've mentioned before, you know the examples you've used. But could a baseball type, you know, lessons learned from baseball be applied to cricket in terms of branding? In terms of branding, well, um, I mean, baseball is very traditional, right? Very, it's very, very traditional, and it's seen as um, perhaps not keeping pace with certainly NFL and NBA. NBA. NFL is obviously the leader. There's something like, I think it was 2021, of the top 100 TV um viewing programs in america 75 were nfl games and i think of the top 25 it they were all nfl games with the exception of two things to do with the with biden's inauguration so nfl keeps on reinventing itself nba keeps on reinventing itself mlb um yeah it's there are a lot of comparisons in terms of its its pace Obviously, it's a bat and bell sport. Obviously, it's tradition, you know, et cetera, et cetera. In terms of the branding, um, 
I'm not not I wouldn't take it from baseball. I take it from I take it from NBA and I take mm-hmm. it from um, NFL and I would take it to a certain extent from Major League Soccer. Um, Major League Soccer is is another example because it is a it's a it's a single entity league, so they kind of all work together, um, and they're all franchise owners within one governing one overall body. Now I know that's supposed to apply to cricket, but it doesn't work that way. But but when you're a a, a challenger like Major League Soccer or a um, a fading force like cricket, I would argue you need to band together. So I'm not quite sure in terms of branding. I take it from baseball. I, I'd look at other sports. I'd look at other sports about the way they do, do, do that. But the great thing about that, as I say, lens with um, that cricket can do is they tweak the rules all the time, right? The, the r- cricket rules are, are tweaked every year, not like football where there's a, you know, the back pass rule is a major thing and it, it, <laughs> it, it changes the game. You don't have a rule like that uh, very often in, in football. But in NFL and in cricket, they do tweak rules and you can, so you could easily tweak them to make the game more interesting, more exciting. Um, and the other part is there's lots of gaps in play. And when there's gaps in play, you can exploit those for fan engagement. So I suppose in that sense, baseball and cricket are a little bit the same, but um, all American sport has breaks in play. You're listening to the 98 Not Out podcast with me, Darren Moodsu, and I'm talking with Richard Clark, a.k.a. The Grumbler. Richard, one of the things that we love to promote on the programme whenever you're on is your County Cricket Newsletter, which you can find up by Googling County Cricket Newsletter. It's quite easy. I've done that a few times, and you don't need to be any kind of guru to stumble upon Richard's excellent newsletter. So make sure you subscribe to that. Um, What is bubbling on the County Cricket Newsletter at the moment, Rich? Well, I'm I'm about 915 subscribers. I'm trying to get to a thousand by the end of the year. I wanted to get to a thousand by the um, by the end of last year. That was a bit bit of a bit optimistic. I got to about 500, but it's it's growing quite nicely. This time we're talking a lot about the uh, high performance review, which I think has gone to the counties now with the county based element of it. So they're talking about that Premier Division with six teams and two feeder leagues into it. It would be cut to 10 games per season. They'll try and sell it as 12 because there might be some playoff games, but realistically it's 10. Um, what else? Uh, the Royal London would be at the start of the season. The Blast would be on uh, Thursday and Friday nights. Of course, it's all nonsense because that lovely tournament that shall not be named uh-huh. has has parked its tanks in August and is firing its bombs at the rest of the county game. And frankly, if you're not prepared to um, look at that tournament and what it is doing to the county game, then you're not really serious about um, improving the county game in a in a way that that is just not the ECB will improve it their way to their just their judgments to their measurements to to their rationale because the rest of cricket is looking at that tournament and saying you've got a massive problem there so the whole of this 
is slightly invalid. Well, it is invalid because of that. It's not a high performance review because it's not a blank sheet of paper. So we're only going to nibble around the edges and therefore we've got problems. It'll be interesting. I was at the um, Essex meeting where they talked about um, uh, John Stevenson and Simon Cooper were canvassing opinion, really. Um, and they seem to be very strong in terms of we don't want any effect on the blast, any negative effect on the blast or going or reduction in county championship games. Um, the trouble is that you're trying to fit a quart into a pint pot now um, because three, three competitions was hard enough. Adding a fourth makes it impossible and, and you, 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 you can't give them all the value that they need. Something has to move, move out, and um, so yeah, I'm discussing that. All the all the moves, all the changes, all the all the um, uh, uh, transfers. Looking at a little bit of academic work on cricket. I'm, I'm I'm lecturing at the moment in sports media and sports marketing, along with my consultancy. So I'm looking at a, lot, a, a little bit of academic work within cricket, which is useful because it's kind of it protects itself against bias. It's more evidence-based. Uh, it tends to be more rational, a little bit harder to read. <laughs> but um, but uh, I'm trying to throw a bit more of that into it because the debate around cricket is, 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 quite, is, is quite toxic, is quite biased at the moment. And, hey, I'm as biased as, as anybody. So if you read my county cricket newsletter, you, you get my bias. But, you know... I'm at least I'm trying to I'm trying to plow a different course because there's far too few journalists in my opinion that are batting for the value behind county cricket which is not just about what it gives to the England game it's about what it gives to society and the value and the joy that it brings to its supporters excellent well we would encourage everyone to subscribe, get Richard up to that one thousand level. It's not, he's not. You're not that far away. Eighty-five more subscribers, and you'll be there. Something um, like that. Catch up, Rich. And it's free. It's free. And it's free. Yes, and um, there is a, there is something about buying you a cup of coffee in there, isn't there? Well, it, no, I said it would be free. My two guarantees were it's free forever, and I will never misuse your data. But it is like virtual busking. So if you want to throw me a coin in a hat, or in this case, a coffee via digital means feel free to do so and I'll tip my hat to you. <laughs> All right, Rich, always great chatting and I dare say we'll be speaking to you in the very near future as well. But uh, thanks for your time and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.